Hey, everybody, want to welcome you again to the Before You Quit podcast, where we want to bring courage and perspective when serving gets hard. And man, does it get hard sometimes. That is why we do what we do on these podcast episodes. My name is Mitch Schultz, and I am your host. I'm also the director of a ministry called Fruitful Vine Ministry. Well, since uh, the last podcast I did, which was a little bit intense, I was actually quite amazed by the uh, the feedback, the reaction, uh, the uh, really high volume of, of listeners uh, for for me anyway. The podcast that I I did on Ravi Zacharias with uh, with Nick Stumbo. Uh, I thought today would be good to have a lighter uh, a lighter episode. Uh, let me give you a little context here. I, I grew up in Papua, or formerly called uh, Irian Jaya, as a missionary kid. And one of the fondest memories I have traveling, as many MKs do from place to place, um, is thanks to a mission organization called Mission Aviation Fellowship, but really the only way we could get around back then. And I know that's changed some today, although it's it's still quite primitive and rugged and uh, it's still necessary to uh, to fly uh, from base to base. But like a lot of a lot of other missionary kids, I longed one day to become a pilot. And uh, while this podcast is not at all about that, I did fulfill that dream of getting my my pilot's license twenty years ago and uh, have about four hundred hours. And I keep up with it, and it's just uh, tons of fun. But it's all connected to. Uh, to my upbringing as a missionary kid in Papua. So here's what we're going to do today. Uh, I want to talk about the legacy of MAF, Mission Aviation Fellowship. I'm going to do that with some help today. Uh, It's, again, going to be a lighthearted podcast, but still deeply spiritual and and still encouraging uh, because we are going to talk about the relationship between MAF and the gospel and the Great Commission. But I'm going to be talking to David Fayok, who serves in the U.K. with MAF International, and I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit more. So let's go ahead and jump into that podcast now. All right, this is uh, going to be a more lighthearted podcast. I have the privilege today to be talking to uh, Dave Fayek. Uh, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yep, that's correct. Right, well, great. You live in England and we are connecting pretty pretty well right now you said it was a little fuzzy at times but hopefully this will stay well and uh but thank you thank you again for for being part of this uh you are living in the london area uh working with maf and uh, for start out here just generally tell us what you do and your journey in a nutshell sure mitch well it's a it's a joy to be with you today and just to be able to talk about uh, the journey that, that God has had me on for many years now. Uh, but as you said, I work with Mission Aviation Fellowship. Um, particular branch that I work with is the international branch. So based uh, just southeast of London. And I'm the uh, CEO for MAF International. And uh, we oversee operations in uh, a significant part of Africa and then in Asia Pacific. Uh, right now, we operate in 13 countries, uh, 14 programs that we have where we operate aircraft uh, reaching into remote areas. So my journey, I've, I've been doing this for almost 29 years now. Uh, we joined uh, MAF US uh, 29 years ago, uh, 1992. 
And uh, we served in Albania and then in Latin America, then in the home office in uh, the U.S. And then just three and a half years ago, uh, the Lord brought us overseas again. And uh, we came to help lead the international branch. Well, that's 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 wonderful. Are you a pilot yourself? Did you serve I, with with MAF as a pilot in one of those countries or some of those countries? I, I am. I joined MAF as a pilot and a mechanic. So okay. being able to work on our own airplanes. And uh, I've hardly done any of that. So part of my story is after I uh, got all my licensing uh, in, in college, I worked for seven years for United Parcel Service, and that whole time I always wondered why. Mm. And uh, during those seven years, I spent many of those in management, and uh, the Lord taught me a lot of things about management, and that is what I've actually spent most of my years in MAF doing, rather than what I envisioned, which yeah, was which flying. was actually flying. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, last time I saw you was around 1991, 92. Uh, you were mm-hmm. an associate pastor, I think, at the church in Longview, Texas, where Laterno College is, where you, mm-hmm. you had your training. Yeah, I, I just, for some reason, I, I remember passing your office, there was a district conference there and you were working on a computer, which was a new thing back then. (laughs) And I think tracking the visitors that had shown up uh, Mm -hmm. that Sunday before, I don't know why that's in my mind. (laughs) Well, that's really funny because that was, uh, uh, you know, those years uh, I worked with uh, Pastor Mike Gates and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he is someone I consider a, a, a great mentor to me. He taught me a lot of things about how you you work in a team mm-hmm. and about how you take people with different giftings and, and bring them together in order to have a, a benefit for the kingdom. And uh, so I, that's, that's funny you brought that up because mm-hmm. that, that, that was actually a highlight of mine those years I worked as an assistant pastor. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, one of, one of the things I, you know, I grew up in, in Papua, uh, Indonesia, or Irian Jaya back then, and, and Mission Aviation Fellowship was the way that we we traveled, the only way that we traveled. And I, you know, every missionary kid has a longing to be a pilot. And I actually ended up getting my, my pilot's license and uh, 2000 and uh, have continued to fly. So that's that's been the legacy of MAF has rubbed off on 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 me. Um, well, listen, uh, let's let's jump in here a little bit because I, I I kind of envision this is going to be the podcast that's going to be exciting to retired missionaries, people that are part of what's called the the Missionary Mission Fellowship uh, or TMF and. Uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance and other mm-hmm. groups, and mm-hmm. uh, but tell tell us briefly the purpose of of missionation mission aviation fellowship. I, I know that on the website it it's uh, has a purpose statement about seeing isolated people physically and spiritually transform in Christ's name. Mm-hmm. Um, how how would you how would you reflect on that? Yeah. So so I and, I, and here's love- here's a way to ask the question. Maybe uh, it you live in the UK, and if someone there asks you, why are you here and what are you doing? How would you answer that? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, I love the, the statement you just said that uh, our vision is to see isolated people physically and spiritually transformed in Christ's name. But, but there's other ways I look at that too. I, I love the physical and the spiritual because I'm a firm believer that, that we touch lives best when we look at life holistically. And uh, in order to address the spiritual, we also need to address the physical. 
So uh, another way maybe that, that I could say that is, is uh, that we, we seek to have isolated people uh, changed by the love of Christ no matter where they live. And uh, one of the things that, that we really focus on as MAF is, is the isolated people who live, as yeah. you mentioned, in, in Papua. A great example of, of deep isolation, even yet today. And it's something many people in the West can't understand, uh, that, that there are, are significant places in the world where roads do not go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then other places where if there is a road, it's only open for a very few number of months during the year. And, uh, and my heart, my passion is actually to reach those places. Uh, and that, that's not to ignore the masses in the cities, but there are lots of, of missionaries and people God has called to the cities. And I feel very firmly God has asked me and MAF to focus on the last mile and the least reached. Yeah, and and I think one of the benefits of having a conversation like this is to re, is to be reminded ourselves and to remind others that uh, the church is about carrying out the great commission uh, to to make sure that uh, all all peoples are reached with the gospel. And and I know in America we've been. Uh, I mean, it was interesting. My wife was watching a, a news program the other day. And I said, Hey, they're talking about other countries. Uh, Cause most, most of the times when you turn on the news, it's just about the U S so I sat there fascinated and there's stuff going on in Albania, stuff going on in the Ukraine, stuff going on in Africa. Um, so I, I think, you know, I hope that part of this is, is to remind us to wake us up again, that uh, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a world out there that, that needs Christ. Um, how would you, how would you reflect on the difference that uh, MAF has made in carrying out the great commission? Oh man, that's that. That is such a hard question. <laughs> in 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 a short answer, we work together with more than fifteen hundred organizations around mm-hmm. the world, and if I could say we we are a multiplier, so we enable people who also feel called to reach that last mile. We enable them to be able to do that with a greater efficiency, and we multiply the effectiveness of their work through the work that we undertake. And so as, as a result, uh, you know, if, if you grew up in Papua, you know that multiplication factor, because if your mm-hmm. family would have had to walk into the remote villages, uh, you would have accomplished far less uh, because of the days that it would have taken you to do that. So I love to think that that uh, the the way we have influenced, MAF is 75, well, a little more than 75 years old now. This year will be 76. That's amazing. So last year was to be our big celebration of 75 years. And of course, with uh, COVID, uh, that changed all of the celebrations we were going to have. But nonetheless, as a family, we, we just stopped and paused and gave thanks mm. because of, of people that after World War II that had a vision to see the airplane used to speed the gospel yeah, yeah. and uh, to take it to the, to the ends uh, of the earth, if you would. The ends of the earth are different than they were 75 years ago, are they not? Uh, you know, the, the, the world is a lot smaller, if you could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet there are still significant places 
uh, of isolation. And that's where that's where we do our best work. Yeah, that's that's really important to be reminded of that, that there are still still places that uh, that that need access to the gospel. And, mm. and this the, the piece that MAF plays in that is so is so mm. critical. Um, this might sound unrelated, uh, but maybe ties into what we were talking about. Uh, how we tend to be really isolated here and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe a little too introverted in our perspective of things. But what, what again, maybe this, this helps that you're living in Europe as we did some years ago and you view the U.S. differently when you've been overseas. But what, what burdens you about the church uh, here in America as it relates to, to what is going on in the rest of the world? And, mm-hmm. and, and maybe reflect a little bit how MAF has had to adapt to those changes, maybe in terms of, of uh, you know, fundraising and, and staying relevant to, to us here. Well, maybe I'll, I'll maybe take and if I can broaden your your question and the church as, as a whole in the West. And, and it's, a, it's a little bit of a, of a paradox in many ways, because especially in the U.S., there is still a significant amount of money that is given to enable mission work around the world. And, and it's an amazing thing to see here in Europe. That is less true. Uh, giving is not at the same level, uh, but I look at the U.S. and I see us traveling much the same way Europe has over the mm. past few decades, mm. and we're just a little bit behind them. But what concerns me is I, I think we we fail in the church to actually teach about uh, the Great Commission uh, and and what that means to us as as the body of Christ. I think one of the things that we should be teaching more is is the beauty of serving and living and working in a different culture, because what it does is it broadens your your view. It opens your eyes to, as as Paul would say, the manifold wisdom of God, right mm-hmm. from Ephesians. And it, it opens your eyes and you begin to see that there are different ways to look at the world. And when you come from different cultures, you look at the world differently. And when we can learn to, as one body, be united together under the Lordship of Christ, we, we display a marvelous truth of who God is. And I think I, I, it saddens me that so many in the, in the U.S. church are unaware of that beautiful thing, that beautiful truth. Yeah, I, lo- I love that, that uh, pastors listening to this uh, will be encouraged again to, uh, to broaden their view of the world and, and to, to get back. I talk a lot about the, uh, you know, the gospel driving us as, as ministry leaders, as pastors, and, and not forget that, that at the core of what the church is, is that, that message of the gospel, what Christ has done for us and, and forgiving us. And, and this is a uh, part, part of what that does to us is it, it burdens us for those who, who don't know that, which is what you're, what you're reflecting on. And, and it's easy, no matter what culture you're from, it's easy to, to be introspective. Yeah, true. And, and yeah. so, you know, it's absolutely true when, when pastors in the church, uh, in the U S look at, at, the city, the world around them, uh, that there is huge need and a, a huge need to know Christ and a huge physical needs as well at times. 
but but I, I'm a firm believer in lifting our eyes and looking out and seeing mm. the harvest field that is ripe mm. and ready to be harvested. Mm. Uh, and and it's only when we lift our eyes and look outward that we actually begin to to see more of the beauty of who Christ is. And so yeah. I would just encourage people to to have a global view. Even if you're living and working, you know, in a particular place, um, you know, you were mentioning uh, the news only tells about the U.S. there. Well, I can turn the news on here and it is all about the U.K. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, and yeah. little bits here and there about other places. Yeah. But, but it's as if everything revolves around here. Mm hmm. And it's true, no matter where you live in the world, you will find that same thing. Yeah. And it, it's part of. So to me, I, I look back at the Tower of Babel and I see I see the languages divided and God dividing in my mind, not only for judgment, but also as an act of mercy and grace mm -hmm. so that yeah. all mankind can come to know him. And so we are in this great church age where we have the benefit and the blessing of actually bringing all things back under Christ. Yeah. And uh, and I, I, I look forward to that day when all languages are actually reached. And then we, we hit Revelation 5 or 7, both uh, verse 9 and both chapters, where it talks about that, that, that throne room. From every uh, tribe vision, and nation. Right? And yeah, mm. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I've reflected a lot. You were talking about the Tower of Babel, uh, Babel that, uh, that what's happened with COVID and in separating people and isolating people from mm. each other uh, has, you know, I, you wonder if there's a similar purpose in that of, of uh, drawing people to their need for belonging and ultimately that belonging rests in, in Christ. Uh, you know, and even, uh, you know, reflecting on, on vocation, you know, pastors can get caught up too much in the vocation and forget why they're doing what they're doing. I imagine pilots with MAF can as well, that it's the airplane and maintaining it and flying from here to there, following the GPS and uh, what what does it take or what role do you have or what are you observing in terms of, uh, you know, um, uh, sparking that renewal in pilots lives? And because, again, listening to you, you're not just managing an organization. You're, you're at your heart is the gospel. So what kind of conversations do you have with pilots on on that? That's, that's a really good question. And uh, in, in, in these days, everything of course is virtual. I, I make all my trips virtually, but I, I you try get there, to, you get there quicker that way, don't yeah, you? You, you do. <laughs> yes. And a little less tired most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I, I love, I love to look at the word and to think about, about how we live. And so I think one of the passions I have is just teaching the truth of the word to my people, no matter where we are. And, and I love to just keep us reminded that it is not about the airplane. Uh, an, an airplane doesn't save people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's physically or spiritually. It's it's the it's those that bring the airplane. So we talk a lot about bringing help, hope, and healing. And, and, and that is physical and spiritual. Those words play well mm. in both the physical and the that. spiritual mm -hmm. sense. Wonderful. And, 
And when we talk about us bringing it, it puts us in the middle of that picture. Mm. So it's not the airplane, it's us. And we talk a lot about the way we interact with people because we have the privilege of relating to many people every day and oftentimes in a very remote airstrip. And how we relate to them will be part of their view of, of God and part of their view of the gospel. And so taking every opportunity we have to just speak. I, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the angle scale. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like to talk about that because I encourage our uh, my, my staff that uh, no matter who you meet, you can begin to disciple them. Yeah. Whether they know nothing of God or whether they're already a believer, you can disciple them further in their knowledge of who God is. Yeah, the angle scale is the higher the number, the less and I'm, familiar. I'm, a, I'm pretty simplistic. With, yeah. 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 Right. Well, they have a. It, it depends on the scale, but but basically, yeah. it's saying that when when it says go and make disciples, discipleship happens with every person. Yeah. Oftentimes, we can think discipleship happens after birth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you disciple people into the kingdom, and then you disciple them to grow within the kingdom, and uh, and that's what I love about that. And I love to remind our people. That, that we do that. So you can serve in a place, uh, you know, in a Muslim country, for example, where, where you have to be careful how you speak and what you do. And you can serve with grace and you can speak truth in that setting. You don't have to be afraid to do so. Uh, you have to be wise, but you don't have to be afraid. Yeah, I love or that. You, great, great reminder for for all of us uh, mm-hmm. that that's that's what you know whether whether we're in ministry vocation or other vocation that that's what God has why He has placed us where we are. So thank you for that. I think that that is real encouragement. Um, just a, this might seem like a little bit of an aside, but just curious, what's the longevity of of the average MAF pilot? Mm-hmm. That is, that's a great question, and somewhere around eight years usually. Okay. So, you, okay. Know, we, uh, you know, we still look at the world a little old-fashioned, if you mm-hmm. would, and we think in terms of four-year terms, even though people today usually have breaks in between that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but if, we, if we get two four-year terms, uh, then, then it, it has been a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, we have some that go 30 and 40 years. Uh, uh, you know, most of the time, uh, by the time they get a little bit older, uh, they're doing office work and not mm-hmm. flying. Yeah. Uh, but we have people who are passionate. I I love our MAF staff because we are people who are passionate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get a whole host of passionate people, sometimes, you know, sparks can fly. Yeah. But that's good because iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Yes, I love that. Love it. Yeah. What's the next decade like for the for MAF? What do you what do you envision? Yeah, I think there's going to be some significant changes uh, coming to our world, and whether it's whether it's exactly within the next decade or not, I'm not sure. But I think some years down the road, we will be flying electric airplanes. And we may be having within our fleet 
uh, unmanned airplanes that would fly cargo somewhere. That's and, crazy and to envision. Wow. It is, <laughs> it, it is sometimes difficult for me to envision. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, here in Europe, uh, the, the thought of creation care uh, or, or how to go green is far more developed than it is yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, but around the world, there are, there are many, many, many startups working on electric aircraft, working on, on drones, if you would, or mm -hmm. unmanned vehicles. And so I have a team that that we just monitor what is happening Interesting. In, in that uh, area, mm. knowing that that if we want to be relevant 10 or 15 years from now, we're going to have to be. You got to anticipate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Wow. Well, listen, I know I know you've got another uh, call at or uh, Zoom conference call or something that you're doing. So we. We uh, agreed to stop around this time. Any any final thoughts that uh, that you have as we wrap this up? This has been a great conversation. I feel like we've not just talked about MAF, but we've talked about you know the the Great Commission, the purpose of the gospel, and why we do what we do. And so, right. well, I would I would say uh, you you mentioned earlier that that you know maybe a number of people listening to this are are maybe old retired missionaries or people who maybe served for a period of time on the field and had to leave for one reason or another. Do you know, I see so many dedicated families that have to leave because of, of medical issues with someone in the family. You yourself experienced yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was our story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I would just say to them, thank you. Mm. You know, we whatever we are accomplishing today we have built on the foundation. We, we have built upon that foundation that you laid, whatever, however many years ago that is. And, and the work that you accomplished, even if you feel like you had to leave the field uh, without finishing the work or without accomplishing all that you had hoped, know that the Lord has raised up additional people in this generation that are that are completing that work that that's you wonderful began that's so encouraging yeah ago. yeah that's encouraging that keeps us from living in the past and yeah. and observing what's happening in the present and getting behind that that's really good yeah, yeah. dave thank thank you so much um uh oh have you have you been able to stay current in in flying that's another oh i i, I haven't the last the last flight i made was all i just was thinking the other day it's almost been a decade since oh my I goodness last well hopefully actually hopefully you Back. Hopefully you can get back into it sometime. <laughs> so, you know, I, I hope so. There are days when I miss it, but as a whole, I am so fulfilled in what I do. Yeah, wonderful. That's good. Uh, that, to, yeah, that I don't I sense miss that. that. Wonderful. If I could, I have one more thought, and that is yes, for please. young people. If there's young people listening, know that the Lord has something planned for you. Mm. And he, he, he wants to speak to you what that is. And if you will listen to him, he will give you, I'm going to say, an adventure in life mm. that will be different than you envision, but it will be blessed. And you will, if you follow him, just be be absolutely abundantly blessed with the relationship that you build with him. And I would hope that some of you listening would actually be encouraged to join us in overseas work.
we need lots of highly competent, qualified people to join with us in ministry. Great last word, Dave. Thank you so much. And uh, good, good job in, in presenting the, the thoughts there and the burdens. We really, uh, very encouraging. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Mitch, yeah. for inviting me to do this. It's been a joy, and uh, maybe God will give us the pleasure of speaking again. I'm sure we will. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Before You Quit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at mitch at beforeyouquit.us. So until next time, stay encouraged and be courageous because serving Jesus is worth all of that hard stuff that comes with it. And remember what we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So until next time, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged.